Hello again, and welcome back to On the Road with the VIAAA, a podcast put on by the Virginia Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association's Public Relations Committee for athletic administrators both in Virginia and across the country. I am your host, Jim Harris, co-chair of the VIAAA's Public Relations Committee and coordinator of athletics and student activities at Alexandria City High School. Today, we have a very special guest on the podcast, Mike McGurk, former member of the VIAAA and current president-elect of the NIAAA. Mike tells us of his start in Virginia and the many people that helped him on his way to becoming president-elect. Along the way, Mike gives us some great tips of the trade for athletic administrators everywhere. Now, let's get to the interview. Okay, and welcome back to another exciting episode of On the Road with the VIAAA. We have a special guest today. It is the, uh, is the president-elect of the VIAAA, Mr. Mike McGurk, Athletics and Activities Director at Lee Summit North High School and a former uh, DSA in uh, Virginia. Welcome, Mike. Thanks, Jim. Really excited to, uh, to be part of this. Saw that you had got this up and running. It's exciting to see this element of the VIAAA and offering this service out to your uh, members. Oh, it's an exciting adventure. We just got to, we're just getting it off the ground and we hope for much bigger and better things. So let's, uh, for those of you that don't uh, know Mike, uh, Mike, why don't you tell us the road you took to become the uh, Athletics and Activities Director at Lee Summit North? And uh, where did you grow up, your schooling, your coaching, and a uh, career track that led you there? Yeah, and let me just start out by saying I am a VIAAA lifetime member. That's great. <laughs> With my membership card that I still have in my desk drawer. That's outstanding. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed my time in Virginia. I was born and raised in Fairfax County. I went to Chantilly High School, George Mason University. So I, I'm I'm an area guy through and through and um, began coaching uh, at Lake Braddock Secondary School. I started off doing basketball. Um then picked up field hockey for five years and girls track for a couple of years. So um, as a junior in college at George Mason, uh, I jumped on the Lake Braddock staff and, and coached with Keith Warren, whose brother, Jamie Warren, his dad, Jim Warren. So there's like a lot of uh, uh, bloodlines through there that we were coaching together. And it, it was fun. I enjoyed my time there. And, um, you know, I jumped on as being an assistant AD at Lake Braddock for a year uh, under Mark Martino. Uh, and then, uh, got to got the opportunity to be a DSA at Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Tech. And, you know, it was really exciting. And I think I owe a lot to it to Bob Robiak, who you most people aren't going to know was an AD at Lake Braddock when I was a coach. And he kind of got me involved in game management. It was like, hey, I really see some leadership in you. You should go down this path. Um, so he got me really started to think and got me hired to start doing, you know, running some events heading out to, you know, soccer, getting the gate set up, flags, scoreboard, et cetera. Um, so I really owe a lot to him. And then obviously Mark Martino for, you know, hiring me on as assistant AD. And then um, Elizabeth Lodel, the principal at Thomas Jefferson for taking a chance. Cause after that I went to Robinson and I was there for five years um, before my wife, who is from Lee summit. Um, we felt like a change was needed. So we, we kind of made our move out to Missouri where I was a district AD at Jefferson city for a while. Uh, before landing here where I've been for the last nine years at Lee Summit North High School. So uh, it's been a, quite a trek across, but I, I, I certainly miss the people um, in Fairfax County. And I still have some of my former assistants who are DSAs, Dan Chikowski at Woodson, 
um, Jeff Noto at Langley. Uh, still keep in touch with some of the old time folks. You know, uh, Mark Martinez retired. I run into AK Johnson from time to time. Um, so, you know, it's, it's fun. And even with the VI AAA, you know, I took my very first class uh, from Dick Kemper in 2001. So, and I've continued to take classes, but he, he was a role model for me too. And then, you know, Bruce Bowen and all those guys and Jerry Carter, it's a really good group. And now you have like the next group moving through with um, Rick from, um, uh, oh goodness, it's from a uh, Rick Lilly. Um, yeah, I had to come up with it right from Highlands. So, um, you know, I, and Steve Heon, who was down in the Charlottesville area, there's there's a lot of good folks involved in the and Lisa Corpy, who's jumping on the board here. Uh, a lot of great people in Virginia. So I, I'm really I really appreciated my time um, when I was there back in Virginia. That's great. Yeah, we're having a, a renaissance of the VI AAA. Uh, we in our last uh, board of directors meeting, we talked that we haven't had this many people volunteering and being board. The, the compl- all the committees are fully staffed and. There's not a lot of overlap. So, I mean, the, the athletic directors in Virginia, they're growing and uh, they're, they're more involved than ever before. That's now, great to hear. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Uh, you know, how did you get started with the NIAAA and, you know, take us to this journey that's led you now to president-elect and soon to be the president? Yeah, I'm going to tell you what, um, Jim, it started like in the in the northern region when I first started out as my first year's AD. I had Jeff Dietze, Donna King and Dave Morgan, who were all served, who all served on the board of directors for the NIAAA. Um, and, and Dave was president. Donna was secretary and, and Jeff was on the board. All three are in the NIAAA Hall of Fame. And, and early on, they all said to me, hey, you know, enjoy your time, play golf with your friends. Um, but make sure you're working on that professional development piece. And, and Jeff forced me to uh, serve on a committee. Uh, and so they were just th- th- those three kind of pushed me through to, to make sure I was fulfilling my professional development responsibilities, not just with the VI AAA, but the NI AAA as well. And so I jumped on. I got on the awards committee um, and served some time there and and moved up and was fortunate enough to be the awards committee chairman at the national level. Uh, and that was exciting. You get to meet so many new people when you serve on committees. Uh, and then I actually uh, ran for the at-large position in our section and did not, did not get the right, re- did not earn that bid the first time through. Um, and so I had to wait three years and then got on the second time. So for those people who want the opportunity and, and it doesn't come the first time, don't, don't quit. Um, because it, it was just not the right time. And I, I there's a guy who always says, trust the process. Mm-hmm. I trust the process. And even with president-elect, I tried the first year and didn't get it. Um, and was told trust the process and was fortunate enough the following year to, to earn the uh, nomination for president-elect. And, and then we'll start Wednesday when the conference is done, leading my first meeting. So I'm pretty excited about that opportunity to serve our members. Uh, it's an exciting time. We're all happy to to have you, and we can't wait for this uh, for the national conference next week, the first one in a couple of years that we can just get in there and see each other and get learn a bunch of stuff and have that camaraderie that we've missed greatly the last couple of years. Uh, our, our next question is, uh, you know, certification is a big push for the VI AAA. You're a certified master athletic administrator. You know, tell about tell us about your process to certification 
you know, what does it mean to you personally? And do you have any tips uh, for those ADs looking to reach that next level? I know the big one, getting that CAA, getting those points, but then going on to the CMA project. Yeah, I, I, number one, I, I appreciate the leadership of the VIAAA. When I was a, a new AD, there was a lot of opportunities, um, whether Fairfax County brought in Lee Green for some legal workshops to the number of LTC classes that were offered at summer workshops, at um, the conference. There was a lot of opportunity for professional development. And so, I, like I said, I started taking classes over 20 years ago um, with Dick Kemper and um, then was kind of, you know, pushed to, hey, while you're taking classes, you might as well, you know, work towards your CAA. And I'm going to be honest, I had it easy because at Robinson, you hosted every event. You hosted basketball and state cheer and we hosted state wrestling and state gymnastics when I was there. So accumulating points was not difficult. And I know it's a little bit more difficult in some smaller schools, but um I did that. And then, and then the preparation for CA exam at that time, no one had failed from the Fairfax County. So there was like a lot of pressure to make sure that you were the first. Um, and I don't know how that's carried on, but that for me was one of the things. And then I think the biggest tip is the CMAA project is not intimidating. And it's even easier now that they offer, um, you know, an oral present, if you're not a writing guy or a girl, then the oral presentation is for you. And that gives people another option to be able to present what they've done. And, and mine, my, my project was very valid at the time. So in Fairfax County, we did not have a standard participation pledge. So what was happening is, uh, let's say there was a party in Fairfax and there were kids from West Springfield and Lake Braddock were there. And the penalties weren't the same because the pledge pieces weren't the same. Schools were allowed to do what they wanted. So uh, my project was to get together a small committee of DSAs, and we came up with um, a countywide participation pledge that was accepted by the DSAs and principals, the Northern Region Council or Fairfax County folks mm -hmm. at the time. And so it was a very worthwhile project. And I know there are some, you know, that can be building specific, like putting in a Hall of Fame, mm -hmm. um, Working on a, you know, a mass media presentation, uh, how you reach your your folks, whether it's through Gipper, Twitter, TikTok, whatever it is that you use. Um, there are definitely a lot of options for ADs, both, you know, if you're newer into the, the profession. Yeah, there's some great things that you probably know that I have no idea what it means, you know, I, I, but I think that's the best part about that project. It's not intimidating. Yes. I, it's, it's basically what you're doing every day. You just got to make sure that you put it down. You know, my personal project was uh, just everything I did the first year at Alexandria City to increase fan engagement, you know, with the whether it be, you know, the, the new apps and fan apps or, you know, concession food, whatever it was, just increasing, you know, fan engagement and and I do, I, I do think having that the oral the oral uh, component now is great. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier for for folks to to get that CMAA designation, which is which is really important, Jim. I mean, I know some people are like, "What do you get out of it? Do you get money?" No, but you know, you've reached the highest level of your profession when you've done it. And to me, it's an internal thing, and not everybody has that. But I think a lot of people who do the DSA work or AD work, you know, want to have that that attached to their name, like they want to be as professional as they can, and 
you know, taking those classes are great. The information presented in the LTC classes is fabulous. And if you if you get a chance at the national conference, you should take one or two since they're all offered. It's a really great opportunity. And you guys have in Virginia, great instructors. Mm-hmm. Oh, some of the best. I, you know, I just like you, my first LTC course was with Dick Kemper also 501. And, uh, it was great. Uh, 501 with Dick Kemper and 502 with Jeff Dietze. You can't get be- can't get better than that. No. Uh, you know, uh, as as the president elect of the uh, the NIAAA, what are some ways that you know athletic administrators here in Virginia can get involved with the NIAAA? Well, there's quite a few ways. Number one is to volunteer to serve on a national committee, and uh, there will be a workshop at the national conference that talks about how to, to become a committee member. Um, and so people can go to that. To, it's basically you fill out a form, you put what committees you'd be willing to serve on. And as they become available, um, they fill in with people from the recommendation pile or the, the, the uh, committee membership applications. The second is to volunteer to be a national faculty. If you're a, an LTI instructor at the state level, the next step up is to do it at the national level. And that's then you get to teach, you know, at the national conference, which is super exciting. You get to network and meet so many new people. Um, and I think one of the other ways which happened over COVID is just to be part of the section meeting. So for section two, I, d- I think they did it via Zoom, if I'm not mistaken, last year. So you could kind of jump in and see what it looked like or, you know, talk to the VI AAA and see how many people they're willing to send to the section meeting on behalf of Virginia so that you can get some more folks involved. And I I know as a newer AD, you don't really understand maybe all of the ins and outs of the NIAAA, but that getting to a section meeting and seeing how all the information is presented, start networking, um, that helps. So I think when you look at conference networking, national faculty, section meeting attendance, and filling out committee application, those are some pretty good ways to become involved with the NIAAA. Outstanding. And I'll put in a plug too. I'm just finishing up, uh, finishing up the NIAAAU's cohort, executive leadership cohort. And uh, that's a great way to get in there and work with other uh, ADs, DSAs from across the nation and better yourself and with some great uh, instructors there for the year. Absolutely. I forgot that. That's a great point, Jim. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's get back to the, the nuts and bolts of being an athletic administrator. You know, who were some of your influences as an athletic administrator, you know, and who do you look to now for advice, encouragement, or that shoulder to cry on? <laughs> my wife will laugh when, when she listens to that because she knows I'm not a crier. But <laughs> I, I think, you know, early on, the Northern region folks really did a good job. You know, when I was coming up, uh, Bruce Patrick was in charge of Fairfax County, Paul Jansen at Robinson, um, who's now retired and living in Florida. Um, Jeff, DC, Dave, Donna, uh, Dick Kemper, people with the Bruce Bowen, uh, King, Sandy Hathaway. There were there are a lot of great Virginia people who looked out for me early on, and I could call at any time and get even even Kevin Adams, who's at you know down there in Richmond area too. That guy's is really good people, and so um, there were a lot of Virginia folks who were willing to offer up help when I was starting out, and and I jumped in feet first. I mean, I think I was. Uh, uh, president or chairman of the Northern Region AD Association after year two because the vice chair got a job as an AP and so they elevated me up quicker and I, I mean it was jump in feet first so um, and my first year as an AD was the the sniper situation mm-hmm. where 
move everything to a military base. And um, there was a lot to learn, but I, I, there are great people there. And I think now, you know, when you look at who do I call, um, there's still like Dan Chikowski and I from Woodson, we'll have conversations uh, once every other month, probably. And there are some, you know, as being part of the NIAAA, uh, I can call some folks that I've met from across the country. Hey, is this issue dealing with you? You know, whether it's Becky Moran in Chicago, Illinois area, who calls, we talk on a regular basis. Um, Josh Scott, who is the secretary in Missouri, uh, NIAAA secretary in Missouri. We came up together around the same time in the same area. Um, but that's the best part of our of the NIAAA and the VIAAA is just that network you create so that if you do have questions, you can really pick up the phone and call anybody. Even if you're not like in a district or you're isolated school, you still have that option to get a hold of somebody. So that, that's that's really been a, a big plus for me in my career is just the relationships I've been able to build and have conversations and be able to call people um, if I had questions. That's great. Now, what are some things at Lee Summit North that you think that you're really good at? What are some of the things there that? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, well, let's just say I hope I'm good at. I think the thing is my my leadership training class that I have. I, I have a 20, 28 kids that I work with twice a month, um, and we do servant leadership projects, monthly servant leadership projects. In fact, we did one yesterday. Um, and so... I think that's been really good. Um, and I think, you know, when you talk about coaching retention, we've had a lot of, of consistency in our staff. So I've not had to make many coaching hires in the last five years, um, which has been really big for us. I mean, that's you breed success is through that consistency and quality coaching staff. So um, and I would say the best part thing I probably do is just surround myself with good people. You know, my administrative assistant is top notch. My head coaches are awesome. You know, it's it's an easier job to do when you have you're surrounded by great people. And I think, you know, at least some at North, that's what I've been been able to hang my hat on is, is get people in places where it's really beneficial for both me and for student student athletes and just students in general. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, I hear the exuberance in your voice. But what are some things that you really enjoy about your current position? Um, you know what? I love my position because I, I still am in a building. I still get to work with kids on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, I get to value coaches, which is important. Um, I think nowadays um, with, with uh, parents having more of a voice about whether it's playing time or coaching strategies or how kids are doing academically, um, our teachers and coaches just need administrative support to feel like they're valued. And I think that, you know, that's been important to me. And I think in my current position, um, I kind of have the green light to do that and work with my kids. And we've done some stadium projects and I have a district AD who's super supportive. And I will be honest, that's probably my favorite part of my job is my district is supportive of my national and state involvement. So I don't have to fight them for dollars or days off to be able to participate at the national and federal uh, national and state level. So I appreciate my superintendent and the support of the board of education uh, to allow me, because I know there are some ADs who don't have that, mm -hmm. they just don't have that support. And it makes that job awful difficult for them. And, and then that's why I feel like, you know, I wake up every day, Jim, and I'm excited to come to work. Um, it's, it's, yeah, this is my 20th year. And, and those are, those are few and far between now, you know, the long-term ADs mm -hmm. or days, there's a lot of turnover. We had, I believe it was like 40% of our ADs turned over this year in Missouri, something crazy like that. It was like 40%. 
And so you, I'm sure you're seeing a little bit of that in Virginia too. Um, but I, I feel very lucky to be able to come in every day and work with our students and student athletes um, and to get them for ready for life after high school. That's, that's, that's where I get out of it. Well, let's look at the other part of that. What's something about your current position that you absolutely hate? Uh, I use the example, I can't stand rosters. If I could get rid of rosters as part of the athletic program, that would be great. <laughs> um, you know, I think for me, the greatest challenge is um, at being asked to be an, a quality instructional leader on top of leading the athletic activities department. I find it very hard to strike a balance between uh, supporting a hundred plus coaches and sponsors, and then still have the time to spend in the classrooms and to work with the 20 to 25 teachers that I have that I supervise to provide instructional leadership for them. And I, I, I feel like I don't do a good job with both of those, like trying to do both well. And so I think for me, that's the, you know, I know there are some ADs who are fortunate enough that they don't have to do teacher evaluations and that would job easier for me. But um, I just, I don't know if you can really do both jobs well, because the demands are high for both. And I don't know how the ones that do it at small schools where they drive the bus, they teach class, they supervise, they do field maintenance, and then they're supposed to be the ADs. And they're, they're out there. And I know in, in some of the rural parts of Virginia, they're out. Oh, and absolutely. So my hat's offered to them for sure. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Many of our many of my colleagues in our area, they have that instructional aspect and the and the athletic and there's just not enough time to do it all. And but yeah, you do what you do what do what you have to. Other duties as assigned as as uh, our administrative assistant loves to point out. <laughs> right. Uh, what advice do you have for new or current athletic administrators uh is, for something that they have to do to be successful. All right. I, I got two things that I really feel like if someone would have told me early on, it'd be great. Number one is take time for yourself and don't apologize. If you need to miss a school activity for a family activity, there are going to be enough nights out and enough activities that you're going to miss as an AD or DSA that you shouldn't feel guilty or have to feel to apologize. If you need to take some family time or time for yourself. And I think, when you look at the amount of burnout and number of ADs turning over or jumping into being assistant principals, cause it's not as many nights out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think number one is you, you have to find time to take for yourself and whether that's reading or working out or whatever it is you enjoy, just take some time away. You can't be everything to everybody. That's number one. And number two is um, value others whether that's your custodians, whether that's your admin assistants, if the people that you work with feel valued by you, it's going to make for a much better working environment. And I think that is just a special um, intentional piece that we have to do as ADs because I, I know it's, it's harder to find workers these days. Nobody wants to run the scoreboard, the score clock. And if those people feel valued year in and year out, they're more apt to stay with me and be part of what we're doing here at least Summit North. So those for me, if I'm a new AD, I'm, I'm looking at those two things as like, and of course, you know, the professional development we've already talked about, but mm-hmm. um, time for yourself and making sure that you value others. Those are two strong bits of information. Now, our last question, you know, a lot of people you know are going to be listening to this and a lot of people you don't know will be listening to this. Uh, can you tell the listeners something they might not know 
about Mike McGurk, president-elect of the NIAAA? Well, um, sure. I got two short ones. One, photography is my hobby. And so I do a lot of pictures at our events. When I'm covering, I'll take a lot of pictures and then we put them up on the wall. And then when kids are like 18 by 24s mm-hmm. and kids graduate, we take them off the wall and give them to the kids mm-hmm. uh, as they graduate. And then I put up new ones. That, that's number one. Most people don't know. Uh, two, just a pers- on a personal note, um, I was adopted as a baby um, and actually got to meet my birth mom and um, her family from uh, who was not from the area at the time. But um, it was just a really neat experience getting to know. And I've had a couple of conversations with people who have been adopted, like, should I go? Should I find out? Should I not? Pluses and minuses. And it's been some very good conversation, but um, certainly helped me become the person I am by by her decision to be unselfish and to give me up for adoption. So th- th- that's two small nuggets about me that may- people probably don't know. That's awesome. Uh, this has been uh, this has been a great adventure for me, Mike. I appreciate you spending spending this time to come on the road with the VI AAA. Uh, you know, it's always good to see a Virginia guy do good, and uh, yeah, we appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Jim. I re- you know really appreciate you taking the time to put this together, um, and I think it's going to be a valuable tool for ads not only just in the VI AAA but across the country. So, thanks for the work that you're doing. Yeah, thank you. That's all the time we have for this edition of On the Road with the VI AAA. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at VI AAA95, on Instagram at VI AAA1995. The video edition of this podcast can be found on YouTube. Just search VI AAA. Our website is VIAAA.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next time.